Hi, this is Dr. Mitzi Vargas, your host for the Pet Healer Podcast. And today's episode is the part two of healing modalities. And uh, the first one was a live one event. This one is going to be recorded probably for our YouTube channel. So I do have my props with me today. Uh, but for our listeners, you know, I'll try to describe it so that you can, uh, you stay in the loop. But we were talking about modalities that um, are healing modalities that are not, that are maybe underrated um, and maybe not being promoted as part of the main, um, uh, c the main healing therapies that we use. For example, everybody knows I do chiropractics, I do um, acupuncture and uh, massage therapy, things like that, herbs. Everybody knows somebody's going to get herbs. And laser, I think, is one of the modalities that people know that I use because I've used it for about 10 years. But today I'm going to talk about some modalities that we use whenever you leave your pet for the day for me to do the rehab package or to do um, any healing um, sessions, um, especially the neuro patients, the ones that are paralyzed, not using the leg, or the orthopedic patients that have CCL injury or that have osteoarthritis, which is affecting so many of our patients. Our dogs are living longer. We have a lot more seniors in, as patients. And of course, these seniors, especially the large breeds after seven years, they start having a lot of problems with the hips, with the joints. Uh, they're painful. And oftentimes, you don't even realize they're in pain because, of course, they live to please you. So they understand, they try to do that survival instinct where if you show weakness in the pack, you get thrown out of the pack or you get eaten by wolves. Who knows? So that uh, deep reptilian kind of survival instinct is in the dogs and the uh, pets too. And so they sometimes don't show pain. I've known very stoic pets that would not show pain. Uh, but I do know how they um, walk and how they behave oftentimes is a manifestation of pain. So if they're acting weird, more aggressive, hiding, or they're just very lethargic, won't want to play, that's a sign that they might be in pain. And when I looked at them, I'm looking at your pet from the second they enter the clinic, how they are walking, their gait um, analysis is made, you know, I don't promote it. <laughs> I don't uh, promulgate what I'm doing, but I'm immediately observing uh, how your pet sits, stands, how long it takes them to stand, how long it takes them sit, to sit up, um, you know, weight shifting. Are they compensating for any of them? And of course, once I put my hand on your pets, then I know where the pain is. But talking about healing ther therapies, there's one ancient healing modality that people don't uh, appreciate sometimes. And oftentimes they don't know how to use it. It's... Uh, Thermotherapy. So whether it's hot or cold, cryotherapy would be cold, and um, I guess um, just thermal therapy uh, would be referring to the hot therapy. It's just uh, very important in healing. And so when do you use the cold pack? Well, guys, is the first stage of healing, inflammatory stage. So when you have an injury, the first 24 hours after the injury, that's when cold therapy is the best. Uh, heat therapy will not be advised. Um, cold therapy will decrease the swelling, the, um, 
it will promote va uh, decreased edema. It also will do um, decrease the rate of transmission of the nerves, which means less pain. So just with cold therapy. And how do you do cold therapy? It's as simple as buying one of these uh, hot and cold therapy packs, that gel packs that they sell in the super, in the pharmacies and supermarkets. And you can use it for it's reusable, reusable packages. And that's what I use here. And I just, uh, obviously, if I'm using cold therapy, I put a towel in between the skin and the gel pack because the pet oftentimes cannot tell me if they're feeling too cold or not. And so I don't want to freeze burn. I don't want to cause any harm. So obviously, I uh, get this pack, put it in the freezer about an hour before I do treatments, and then I put it in a uh, towel and put it on the area that is swollen. It really helps. But I see people that are do ice on arthritis. Guys, you're doing it all wrong. You can still use that gel pack, but then put it in the microwave, heat it, and put the towel ab around it, and then put it in those joints. Uh, because after the first 24 hours, heat is the king. Uh, because heat then will promote um, vasodilation, more blood supply to the area, um, and it really will uh, warm up this, the area, the skin, and uh, just activate a lot of the factors that are um, mediators in healing and so remember if the injury is 24 hours or less use cold if it's over 24 hours or if you're using it for pain relief uh, uh relief of um senior uh, seniors with arthritis then use heat pack therapy how often well the treatments i recommend five ten minutes because the gel packs don't last that much more. And uh, just two, three times a day. So in the acute phase, the cold two, three times a day, even four times a day will be great. Um, so then what happens after the initial injury? Uh, let's say, let's do a hypothetical case. Your dog was out in the park. It was so happy. And it saw a bunch of really good friends. And guess what happens? It ran so fast and it do, did a uh, uh, quick uh, turn and it injured the ACL. What? Guess what? We can do the ACL after the 24 hours. You did the heat and now you're doing the call. You bring him here. We do call laser. Uh, let's say we did acupuncture. We sent you some pain control. Uh, pharmaceuticals for that time, the smallest amount possible, the least um, frequent. Uh, we also did you on some herbs. The good herbs that I use for my CCLs are uh, body sore and tendon ligament because we know that once you injure a leg in dogs, um, they will shift the weight to the other leg. And unfortunately, within six months, the other leg is going to have an injury to that tendon just for overuse of that um, leg. And so in that case, we're going to protect, not only uh, help heal the tendon that got damaged, but protect the other tendon. And believe it or not, an injury on a muscle will heal in a couple of weeks, two to three weeks, an injury in the muscle, but a tear on a tendon, um, it will take up to a year to come back, and it never comes back 100%. Uh, it I would say that six months is good, and if you're doing really good rehab and, and taking care of it and you know the animal's not too overweight and everything, you're doing everything right, you put them on tendon ligament and body sore, I think that 80% of it will probably be healed uh, by 
six months. So that's what we're talking. Six months of putting weight on the other leg is going to strain that tendons and ligaments on the other leg. And so tendon ligament formula really protects them. And uh, the one that I'm going to talk about is uh, this uh, little, ma- I have a little machine, it's a combo, it's called electrical stimulation. Uh, and there are multiple modalities within this little machine that I'm holding in my hand. It's a teeny tiny machine, very smart. Uh, this smart machine has multiple uh, modalities. Again, they're all different. They operate at different frequencies and they do different things. So, for example, for pain, I would use this as a TENS unit. And the TENS unit, we know the TENS unit because people use it a lot uh, for pain. And so it's the one that uses these uh, pads and then you get it and it really helps relieve pain. Um, so definitely TENS unit, we use it in the first maybe couple of weeks after the injury. We, we might alternate laser, acupuncture, because again, you, you want to um, pro- promote healing in multiple ways. A multimodal approach is really the best. It stimulate different uh, muscles, different ways. So the TENS unit and the laser can be used, uh, you know, the same day, but the TENS unit is a little bit different um, mechanics, right? And so this also machine has uh, the neuromuscular stimulation machine is in here too. And this one is not for pain. This one is for re-education of the muscles. Yes, those muscles that you don't use, you lose, right? If you lose the function, then you have to regain the function. And how do you do it? Um, then you have to do postural exercises, different exercises to try to stimulate, to, to bend those uh, joints, to promote those tendons, to avoid contracture of those tendons and ligaments. Because they will contract. They will just, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So is this very specific for the animals that are uh, having problems with neuro neurological issues, uh, paralyzed animals or animals that have degenerative myelopathy or anything like that? You want to promote the muscle uh, mass because again, you need muscle mass to walk and to make to do functions to to move. And so if you lose your if you lose your muscles, then is uh, going to delay the healing. Is going to delay the return to function. So. NMES, which is neuromuscular stimulation, um, what it does, it delivers that um, uh, charge, that electricity to the muscles and it makes them contract. So you're constantly putting in there and looking at the muscle contract. And I often do that until the muscle is fatigued. So your pet goes home and it just is poopy. And you tell me the next day, Dr. Vargas, when... It went home. It just slept all day. That's a good sign, my friend. It just it gave everything it had to give. Um, so I usually just treat for about 10 to 20 minutes just until I see that the muscle's contracting and it did the contractions and then it kind of calmed down. Then I also have IF, um, you know, S, which is another kind of... Um, treatment using this little machine it's, it's called a combo and um, IFS is also it's very similar to the TENS unit it does do pain chronic pain acute pain and it does edema you know swelling and uh, chronic edema as well so chronic pain 
uh, and edemas can be done with IFS or TENS. The difference to use is basically I try to um, change it a lot, change my approach a lot. And uh, it de depends on the phase of healing that they are. If it's acute, it's different. If I don't get results with the TENS uh, pain control, then I will do IFS. Um, anyway, so they use little pads and uh, you sh have to shave your pad uh, if the pads are hairy so that they get good contact with that. But they're uh, big pads uh, for different areas. And so we try to um, to definitely make sure that the muscles that we are trying to stimulate uh, we need to know, obviously, where is the origin of the muscle? What is the function of the muscle? Where does it attach? The, all of those things that we study in rehabilitation is because we need to know what the function of the muscle is so that we can help your pet uh, recover that function. And so another thing that I use um, is called the therapeutic ultrasound. So I know, you know, I use, I, we have an ultrasound here and we look at things inside of the bellies of your pets with the ultrasound, but that's not what we're talking about. There's multiple different ultrasounds um, and they're used for different things. We do have a diagnostic ultrasound here. Uh, so, you know, we use it to look at uh, pregnancies, to, to look at if, if we're concerned about like an, a specific organ like the liver, we can look at the liver, we can look at the bladder, we can obtain uh, sterile samples from the bladder. All of those good things, we can use that. This is not that. This is a rehabilitation tool. And what it does is warms up the tendons and the ligaments. So it uh, has a flat edge here, a flat head. And uh, it's a very cute machine little machine, very easy to use. And what I use it for is it has two functions. Is that thermal or with, a, you know, it's a warming function and there's a non-warming. Obviously, if I have inflammation, I'm not going to use warming, right? But if I have a chronic issue, let's say, and I have uh, several patients that uh, because they didn't use the leg that much, then the tendons start to get a little bit uh, contracting. And so what I started doing is adding the ultrasound in the thermal uh, so it's warming. And as I'm doing passive range of motion, like moving the normal range of motion of that joint, as I'm doing that, I'm warming the tendons. And it, it makes the tendons more flexible. It actually uh, helps with the elasticity of those tendons and ligaments. And so the therapeutic ultrasound is something that we added this past year to our practice. I cannot be happier with it because I see a big uh, improvement in some patients that had plateau after, you know, being uh, my patient for acupuncture for a while. And so, again, the... The rate of success with acupuncture alone and herbs is, is great. But if I can get as close to 100%, then that's where I'm going to go. And so rehab is offering, offering that ability to add on to our success. And so, again, therapeutic ultrasound uh, usually are just like 7 or 10 minutes uh, sessions. Um, and uh, they are used specifically in the muscles and tendons that I'm trying to make more flexible. And uh, these modalities are used one or two times per week. And um, I actually prefer to wait for the ultrasonic, uh, the, the therapeutic ultrasound a little bit later. Um, 
like more like in the fourth, third, fourth week after, you know, I've tried all the other modalities. Um, of these three, of these several ones that I discussed today, heat and cold therapy is something that you as an owner can do at home. And under my direction, I will tell you, or under your veterinarian direction, you can add heat therapy for your arthritic dog as a daily uh, therapy. Um, another thing that you can do is Therex, which is exercises. And uh, Therex is therapeutic exercises that are specific to recovering of a certain function of that joint or muscle mass. And so your veterinarian that knows rehab will really help you um, just craft just some creative ways of using those muscles. Again, this use starts the minute you lay in bed. That's why even if you have a heart attack and you have a, a open heart surgery, they are moving you, making you st- um, sit up in the bed just like within 24 hours because they know that if you don't get up, this, those postural, those muscles that help you keep the body upright are going to start atrophying. So this use is the enemy and we have to avoid this use. And how can we use it without re-injuring, without aggravating the injury? Then we have to mimic some of those movements, uh, provide that elasticity without the force, without weight bearing. And so all these modalities work in that way. They just increase the blood supply or increase the uptake of nitrous oxide or increase oxygenation of the tissues. So there are all different ways to uh, do the same thing, which is be a mediator of inflammation and enhance the healing. So I hope that this was a little bit of an introduction and then you got a, a little bit out of it and that you know that here at Orchid Springs, we're working hard to get your pet uh, on the road to recovery as fast as we can. Um, so if you like it, please subscribe, uh, share it. And remember, we have Facebook. Uh, the Pet Healer Podcast has a, a Facebook page, has a website, and uh, I will try to continue to post here on YouTube so that you can um, be on the up and up of what we're doing at Orchid Springs. Thank you so much for uh, listening. And again, until the next episode, I'll see you. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvietsinvictorets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.